Yes, hello everyone. Welcome back to Tradies. Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary, where each week we chat the trading, the buying and the selling of AFL players. I'm sorry it's a little bit late, <laughs> but let's go to the man of the moment, Mitch Cleary. Mitch, you made it. I made it. How was your sleepover here in the studio last night? You know, I, I, I caught the train home Oh, in the darkness. Thank you. And appreciating to you and Scotty, our producer, who came here, had so the show happened? ready to go. What happened? So you ditched us. Last night, finished my news cross at 6.50, and I knew that you were off air at 7, and I had a bit of a pickle because I was required to be there until Braden Maynard left the tribunal and his hearing ended. My first port of call was to you, my co-host. Actually, I called Scotty first, our producer, and said, <laughs> You bastard. Is there any chance the show that's usually on before us is being recorded and it might give me a bit of wiggle room to push our show back? He said, There's no show. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stripe here. Called Sam at 7.01 when I knew that you were off air from your 3AW commitments and said, I've got a bit of a pickle. We might have to move the show back. As you rightly pointed out, you said this is going to be deliberating for well over an hour. And I didn't leave Collingwood until about nine, quarter past nine last night. So well done to you. Otherwise, we would have all been twiddling our thumbs until uh, late into the evening. I know Scotty's going to hit me with an air raid siren shortly, but did fair enough? He got off, do you think? Just everyone's, it's, it's the incident everyone's talking about. So yeah. We, um, we've both followed this the very tribunal rate, isn't it? very closely over um, the years. We both cut our teeth following tribunal hearings. <laughs> I think it's fair enough. The, the biomechanist made a fair argument that once he was in the air, he had less than half a second to change his body at the speed that he was coming at. People I've seen have used the cricket comparison that cricketers have less than half a second to react to a 150-kilometer ball, hmm. but they've they've stationary on the ground in, in control of their body. Braden Maynard was in the air, as the biomechanist described, like a frisbee with arm and legs. So mm. I think it's fair enough. We'll learn this morning whether the AFL is appealing, but it looks like you'll play the prelim. Mm. You? Not as No, strong? I think I've really wrestled with this one. I think ultimately the right decision, the right verdict was reached, I think. But it was a, a good thing that Andrew Dillon and Laura Kane sent it to the tribunal so that we got that. to hear everything. Yeah. Um. I just feel desperately – I feel sick for Angus yep. and his girlfriend and his family because yes. I can't imagine what it would be like watching your loved one lying in the middle of the MCG unconscious for that long. Yeah. And I can only imagine the anger and the fear and the frustration. And so I, I, would, I can only imagine listening to that verdict last night would have been really – challenging, really difficult. But I think ultimately Maynard was entitled to go for the footy in the way that he did. Yeah. And that's what the tribunal found. Um, and our thoughts are with with Mark and Deborah and the, and the Brayshaw great, family. One of the great families. Yeah, just all great people. And yeah. I say that sparingly. Like he's – if you ever run into Angus on the street, he's yeah. he will treat everyone the same. He's the, just a soulful person. And the brothers and everyone that's uh, that connected there as well. Yep. I was talking just before we walked in here, Scotty, our producer, actually asked, um, how does it happen last night with the, the tribunal link? Mm. And I thought people might be actually interested. So usually it's, a bit, it's a bit micro Mitch issue of you, but go ahead. People, the AFL sent an email out to the media crew, the media list in the AFL, mm. saying that um, if you'd like to be part of this tribunal hearing, respond an RSVP by two o'clock on the day of the event. Um, so you respond, you get a Zoom link or a WebEx link, 
and you basically sit there. You can't speak. You, you're not seen. You're just one of the people in the, the background of it. But you get to watch the whole thing from go to woe, all the arguments. Um, Could you not be there in person last night? You can't, no. So everything since COVID, the old Why? Sam McClure out front of AFL House, the Mike Sheen media room yeah, is no longer. Why? It's all just gone online. But what? I, I know that, but why? It's the ease of everyone. It means that oh, that's, the that's, biomechanist last night could give his Zoom um, information and his arguments just, from his living room. Can we get back to being in person? We start, we're start. we going to start dating like via Zoom. So. Well, we're already getting voice memos via the, yeah, point. the dating sphere. All right, we better move on. Hey, just a couple of quick shout-outs. I was on the way home from Footy Classified last week at okay. like 10, 15 on a Monday night on the train home. And the bloke sitting next to me literally tapped me on the side of the arm with his phone and was listening to tradies. That's great. Which was, I was, I was the most petrified but the most excited I've been in a long time, all <laughs> at the same time. Uh, anyway, Alistair, big West Coast supporter, fascinated what they're going to do early in the draft. Says he loves the pod. Rolf, Alistair, what's their biggest need right now heading into the offseason? No, we're, no, we're not going to get into this. We're going to have a five-minute discussion about West Coast. And also, uh, yes, so Monday, uh, arriving at radio... Southern Cross Station, an actual tradie in a hard hat said, mate, love tradies, which was just kind of like a weird conversion of life. Well, we might like, need to borrow his outfit for our lunch that's upcoming because I heard I saw a few people on social suggesting that we should dress up as tradies for this no, lunch. No, that won't be happening. Although, d- to be honest, everyone, it's Mitch's 50-50 chance to turn up because he might be needed <laughs> by Channel 7. Uh, so it is an intimate lunch. For a behind-the-scenes look into the AFL trade period, it's Friday, October 13, Friday the 13th, we didn't think that through, at Hotel Collingwood, three-course lunch, beverages included. Uh, Mitch is going to tell you all the, the stories that he can't break on Channel 7. Well, the trade period will be pumping then. That's the Friday, four days, five days out from the deadline. Yep, so everything will be happening. Oof. So if you're keen to join us, have a good feed, have a beer. I think I'm going to take the night off from radio, actually, so I can you know just relax a little bit. Nice. Uh, links in the bio. Cool. And as always, before we get started, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. We don't want you to miss anything and uh, you can rate and review the podcast. Just quickly. Oh, God. Speaking of shout outs and people recognizing us in the uh, public sphere in terms of the show. Someone famous? No, it was uh, in the St Kilda Cheer Squad on Saturday. Hang on. Quarter time, was down there doing a few Vox Pops for the news to try and Mm. soak up the atmosphere and portray to the viewers on seven what the feeling was like for the Saints returning to a final at the MCG. I was walking back up, starting to rain. I'm like, I need to get out of here. It's not good. I need to get back. The suit's getting wet. And some St Kilda bloke stood up, second quarter's just started, yelled out, Mitch, just quickly. And I turned around and gone. In the crowd. In the crowd. At a final. At a final. So for that uh, that gentleman that, We've, that tunes we, in. We're having cut through. Yeah. Tradies is cutting through. Uh, unfortunately for that. Saints fan that's into off-season thinking now, but we'll take you every step of the way in terms you, of what they're doing. You caught me saying just quickly on radio. Yes. <laughs> which driving home, why not? I didn't even know that I, I did. Oh, well. So you're spending too much time with me. You're cutting through with me. Hey, before we get to the whiteboard, Dustin Martin. Yes. You well, he's, on, of, he's on your whiteboard. You've taken the reins of this story, and you broke on seven last week. There he was having a beer with Dimmer. Miami Beach Tavern last Thursday afternoon into the early evening. Damien Hardwick with Dustin Martin. How'd you get the photo? I got it sent to me. By? Uh, you never reveal your sources. Yeah, but was it someone that you knew or was it like a random being? No, like, it was someone I knew. Okay, go right. Yeah. Um, and I've since learned that it was more than Damien Hardwick and Dustin Martin at that Hang on. table at the having a, having a schooner. Who else was there? 
So Wayne Campbell, the head oh, of footy no. at Gold Coast, was there. Ex-Richmond captain, was a Richmond assistant when Dusty arrived at the footy clubs. There is mm. a link there way back, but he is the head of footy. Legend of the club. At Gold Coast. Five-time best and fairest? Four? Super player. Oh, I forget. And More than Richo, anyway. Hayden Hill, who was the 20-year football analyst Oh, this is Richmond. the man Dimmer stole. Dimmer has poached him out of Punt Road. And I just saw yesterday on his, uh, on his Twitter, actually, Hayden Hill, that He's officially finished up at Richmond. He's now a Gold Coast football analyst. Wow. So the four of them shared a beer at the Miami Beach Tavern okay, last so, Thursday. So for our listeners, Mitch, on a serious note, we, we muck around here a, a bit. What does this mean, do you think? Is this it means that there's dialogue between Dustin Martin and Gold Coast. For me, still the most likely scenario is that Dustin Martin is a Richmond player next year. Mm. I think most people in this have got their head around the fact that it's unlikely to happen the money's going to be too hard to shift. Dusty. Is the money too hard to shift though? This, this, this I think. I don't think so. But those in around the deal or the potential deal of Gold Coast and Richmond think that it's just too hard and Dusty will play his 300th game at Richmond next year and I'll take them at face value. I just want to use one example from last year's trade period. Sure. Jack Bowes moved from Gold Coast to Geelong with a deal owing two years, $1.6 million. So 800 grand owing. a year. Jack Bowes, let's call a spade a spade, is an average AFL footballer. About $400,000. At the moment, he is, yeah. Yep. So if you're taking the 1.6 and his true value over those two years is about 800, yep. cut it in half, the Cats took on an extra $800,000 that they otherwise wouldn't have. And they got a pick. They got pick seven, didn't they? In the, in the draft. So they paid 800 grand for a top for pick, pick seven. Yep. Yep. And then smoothed his money out. Could Richmond, and we've spoken about this a few times, could Richmond pay if that's the average if that's the average going rate for a top ten pick, pay six to eight hundred thousand dollars of Dusty's money owing for next year, which is about one point four. Yep, yep. For a top ten pick, they don't have a top ten pick right now. It's with the Giants because of the Jacob Hopper deal. That's all I'm going to say between now and the uh, trade period. Okay, so just on so Dustin that Martin. people on the train or in the car listening to this and trying to do the numbers in their head. So let's just say for whatever um, reason. Dusty decides to go Gold Coast, say, Richmond, you pay 800 of his 1.4. Yep. We'll give you pick six. Yep. Gold Coast have 600 of that 1.4 owing. They give him a three-year deal at 500. Yep. So it's 1.5 plus the 800. So Dusty gets 2.3 over three years. It's not bad. Freight. Well, for a guy in his 30s. Yeah. Anyway, that's the scenario how it could play out. Gold Coast need to move that pick anyway. I think, you know, there's going to be clubs throwing themselves at that pick because they've got to move it out to get picks in the 20s and 30s for their academy kids. Again, I'll just reiterate, I think Dustin Martin plays Richmond next year, but that's just one scenario how it could okay. happen. Uh, I want to talk about – I'm going to I'm going to do something that hasn't been done on, oh. on tradies. Jeez. I'm stealing someone from your whiteboard and I'm taking him to my whiteboard. I'll, I'll give you Dusty. I'll, I'll swap Dusty back the other way for a future first. No, you're not having Dusty. I'm holding on to him. I'm taking James Harms, who's, right. who's leaving Melbourne. Yep. He's basically been frozen out from the first team. Now, Do you want me to literally rip the Oh, what? yeah, no, I want it. Yeah, no, give it to me. Thank you. Oh, it's tough to come off. Thank you. There you go. That's all. Good to know we can do this now. I'll be eyeing Here off a few of your no, works. No, no, only if I agree. Because it's, it's my rules. <laughs> um, essentially been frozen out, won't play for Melbourne again, hasn't been in the the consideration to be in the senior squad 
now for several weeks. Injured his hammy in that scratch match. Yep. Just last week. Yep. And uh, so he's played his last game for Melbourne and he's got four clubs that have inquired about him through his management. Right. Richmond, Carlton, Sydney, and Essendon. Just before we go further, I never reported this at the time last year because I only learnt of it in the last fortnight. James Harms toured Essendon last year. He oh. was in at the hangar last year. I reported at the time that he spoken to them, given the Josh Marnie link when he was head of footy, given he was head of footy at Melbourne previously. Yep. But James Harms toured Essendon last year. I'd have them firmly in the in the mix, as you've just told us. So now I deliberately haven't spoken to too many people around this because I don't want my view to be uh, skewered. Mm. He can't go to Essendon. How many small midfielders do they want? Mm. What are they doing? They can't get another one. He, well, we spoke a few weeks ago fit, about Jay Gresham. He doesn't fit their needs. Yeah, but Gresham's a Gresham sort of like a high half forward that can push up to stoppage and also play deep forward and kicks goals and like. Sorry, Damien Hardwick. There's the air raid siren. <laughs> That's not air raid siren worthy. We're talking about Lister. Oh, you are. You are. Look, this has quickly become the Cleary cast. This is. <laughs> it's not tradies anymore. This is the Mitch Cleary show. Sorry, I'm a, I've got a dog called Diva. Like I don't need another co-host as a Diva. <laughs> so I just I couldn't imagine him going to Essendon. But hey, who am I? Right, I'm not a list manager. Well, they've give, they've they've got 12 months of work into it. Yeah, he can't go to Carlton because how's he going to get a game? Yeah. By the way, this is no disrespect for James Harms. I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes. Right, and it's clearly a first team AFL player. But like, who's he pushing out of Carlton's midfield? Cripps, Walsh, no. Chera. Kennedy. And they've got good players missing games at the moment. You know, like Dow can't get a game. Yeah. And he's a top top 10 pick. Granted, Kennedy. he prob- probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, I said Kennedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a – Richmond makes sense, I reckon, because yeah. he plays every week for Richmond. He's he's an experienced mid that can play inside-outside alongside Hopper and Taranto and let Hopper and Taranto sort of go to work. Yep. And he makes sense at Sydney because for the last 12 weeks they've been – Number eighteen at contested footy, and now we're getting air raids on worthy, and they just need help in the midfield, yeah. so that Gordon can just concentrate on being best on ground every week. Parker played um, quite a bit forward on, on on the weekend. Papley's been going in and out. Don't worry about Papley in the midfield. Put Papley forward, right? He's a forward. Um. So I, and he for, can tag too, James Harms if needed. Yeah. So for me, he's he's Richmond or Sydney mound. Right. That, that would just be my yep. my uh, two cents. And he's got one year owing on his deal at Melbourne that he signed as a five-year deal. But it wasn't a huge cash. No, but it's still his contract. I think it was only a bit over 500. Okay, yeah. He gave up cash for the tenure. For the tenure, yeah. 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 And that's and that's at the time. It was one, probably the first one that Melbourne did of its kind before yeah. Petrarca, Oliver. I reckon it was. I reckon it's a good yeah. call. So, yeah, look out for James Harms being in those colours next year. Like it. Uh, does he? So he's done now because he's hammy. He's injured in two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Liam Henry, just want to work through a few. He's actually not on my whiteboard officially, but we've spoken a few about that draft. Liam Henry. I might put him on one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Has officially requested a trade to St Kilda, the Ross line connection. Yeah, you you talked about this before, anyone? Ross never actually coached him at Fremantle, but he was part of the academy under Ross. Okay. So Ross was the senior coach when he was coming through. And then he's got a connection with Bradley Hill, who was the next Fremantle star now at the Saints. So Liam Henry's chosen uh, the St Kilda footy club. Ben Mackay. I think we'll learn in the next 48, 72 hours where he wants to play his footy. I still don't have a firm read on whether it's Sydney, Hawthorne or Essendon. They're all sort of still in the mix. Um, 
you know, Hawthorne had been linked to a few other people. I think they're keen on the Ben Mackay route given he'd fit in nicely alongside James Sicily. Fits their sort of 26-year age demographic as a senior player that can come in. I learned as well that North Melbourne actually haven't offered him a financial deal to <laughs> yeah, stay. Yeah, because they want Melbourne. him out because they want the pick. Well, as part of the restrict, as, he, as a restricted free agency, the thinking here on this one is that they'll sit back and wait to see what offers come in. So mm. if he go, if he does go to Hawthorne, Sydney, and they offer seven fifty, eight hundred thousand dollars plus, they know it's a first round compo pick. They'll let him walk. But as a restricted free agent, they have the right to see what offers come in for mm. Ben Mackay. That's why North Melbourne is yet to offer a financial offer. And if there's anything that can tell you he's out the door, it's probably that at this stage. Now, we're not in the business of promoting other podcasts. We just we just want you to listen to us. But have you listened to the Ben and Harry podcast? Uh, here and there. It's really good. It's really, really- I love their- They uh, both give- They're both very honest. I like, love their you know, dry Harry's, sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. And Harry talks a lot about you know his goal-kicking woes and mm. you know what the, the, the demons that he's been through trying to sort that out. And Ben tried to sing the North Melbourne song- Last week and forgot. Also, I got a write up in your column. Forgot the words. Yeah, they were both happy with that. I think. Uh, so, I my my view would be, whenever Ben makes a call, which club he's going to, oh, it, they'll drop a little special episode talking through the decision. This is the way forward now. Is this your feel, or this is what you know? Uh, this is this is what I think. <laughs> with a big smirk. So you got insight on this that we're all sitting around waiting and making calls on this, and 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 Ben's just going to do it himself. Yeah. Definitely. Like a LeBron sort of thing. Yeah. I like it. Just take control of your own of your own destiny and take control of your own PR. Mm. I really like it. I've sensed recently that they haven't spoken about it for a while, so uh, Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Be very, very when does free agency open? Uh the Friday after grand final, so six days after the grand final free agency start. Then trade period is the following Monday. So we'll uh, find out on that Friday about Ben. Yeah. Right. Um Another one on my whiteboard, Savaradiglia, has officially chosen Port Adelaide. I yep. believe it's a deal in the five-year realm. Yep. Now, we don't usually stray into other sports in terms of trade news. Careful. But I think this is relevant to what we've been speaking about Scott, in this show. Scotty's got the siren. He's got the finger on the button. Netball. Scotty. West Coast fever. Mitch, this better be quick. Just quickly. Rudy Ellis is a West Coast player who is the partner of Western Bulldogs Ruckman Tim English. Oh, hang on. So I almost fell asleep, but I'm now awake. <laughs> For those listening on the train, you can tune in now. It's my understanding that she's in talks or has held conversations with the Melbourne Vixens about a move from Perth to Melbourne. Now, that's relevant because we've all been sitting around thinking Tim English with a year to run on his contract at the Western Bulldogs, is every chance to play for the West Coast Eagles in 12 months' time. Mm. But if his partner is moving from West Coast to Melbourne and is in talks with the Vixens, I would suggest that Tim English, that is a major carrot for the Western Bulldogs to keep their All-Australian Ruckman in Melbourne and happy at the footy club that drafted him in the first round. So I, I love where you've taken this. I, I really do. Can I... Can I play devil's advocate? Oh, I'm, yeah, okay. This is what the show's built on. If the ass falls out of the kennel next year, which, by the way, it looks every chance, and West Coast come along or Fremantle, whoever it is, and say, we'll give you six years of six million bucks, do you think Tim might go to his partner and say, hey, I know you've just moved this way, but we might have to go back? It's not It's not like he's going to say to West Coast, sorry, oh. can't. 
the partner play netball here. The partners have got a big part to play in these. Yeah, but they also have netball teams over there. Yeah, but she just come if 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 again. I'm not saying she's being traded. I don't. Well, she might know do, that space. She might, she might do a Gary Ablett leaves okay. and then comes back. <laughs> and like an Eddie Betts. All I'm saying is that is good news for the Western Bulldogs, even if it's a two percent or if it's a twenty percent. Okay, before we uh, get to nuts and bolts, this is not really uh, whiteboard. This is just in, in between. I've read a lot about um, Melbourne and their selection dilemma mm. going into the game against Carlton this week. It's big. And I just thought we'd look at it just really quickly, re- briefly, from a, a tra- through a trade lens. Yeah. Because people are like, geez, Melbourne's forward line struggles. But when you look at their list build, like no, it's no wonder, right? It's been very deliberate. They're paying two generational midfields. Midfielders a million bucks each in Oliver and Petrarca, and not one person thinks that either of them are worth a penny less, right? Yep. So tick. They're paying huge money, like over eight hundred each, to Lever and May. Not one person thinks that they're bad deals, and they're paying the, not now, no, not now, and they're paying two multi-time All Australian best and fairest ruckman. Like name me another list in the comp of the other seventeen that have two star ruckman, two star four, uh, two star backs, two star mids. That's a good point. That don't exist. So. Of course, their midfield was going to be makeshift. And I say makeshift respectfully because they've done well. Ben Brown, they got fairly cheap, who kicked more goals in three years than Jeremy, than Jeremy Cameron did in, yeah. in that time when he was playing for North Melbourne, one of the worst teams in the comp. They, the, Jake Melksham, you know, played for, for Essendon and has played in 14 different positions. And they've reinvented him as, and he was in career best form for his ACL. Yeah. Bailey Fritch, they drafted, you know, has turned himself into a 50-goal-a-year um, goal kicker in a, in a premiership year. Like Tommy Mack? To, Tommy Mack started back, now gone forward. He's played on the wing. Like, look at all the players. And and Van Royen has, has come through the draft, and he's a baby. You know, he's a, he's a kid. So I, I just think Melbourne fans have just got to take a deep breath and just understand why they're in the position that they're in. And by the way, this isn't me being negative about them. They've won a flag and may win a second one. This year. Now, if they go out in straight sets again, I understand that there'll be frustration because this list is good enough to win more than one flag. But yeah, I just thought I'd I'd just have a have a little look at at the reason through a list list lens. We're speaking on Wednesday morning. Yeah, because you fucked up last time. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday selection comes around. Is Brody Grundy in the team? Oh <laughs> this is unfair. Well it, This it, is where off off air comes into on air. No, that's the it's the question every football fan well, I train don't, listening I don't to this right think now. He'll play for Melbourne again. Again, I don't think we'll so. Stop. Well, he may play this week, but I, I think that they'll play. Um, I think that they'll play Turner forward. Who they threw forward in the scratchy? Yep. Mm. I think it's been fairly deliberate, and it's more it's 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 more because Grundy just can't play permanent forward. Yeah, and they don't want to upset. Gorn. And Gorn can't play permanent forward. Yeah. Now, Max has got a broken toe and he's a bit sore, but he's been playing with that for a while. They just jab it and it's okay. So I don't think they want to upset the apple cart with, with Max. Mind you, Pitnett and DeConing have been in fairly good form as a one-two punch. So they're wrestling with it, but I, I, would, I would have Turner in the team before Grundy would be my guess. And Tom McDonald is your backup ruck for that 10%? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because he sort of makes sense against like a deconing, yeah. athletic and jumps high. If Brody Grundy doesn't play again this season for Melbourne, you can lock in the trade request if if you can't already. No, he's he's already it's already he's done. It doesn't matter. I, I, it doesn't I, matter if he plays again. I, he, what if he, he comes in and and 
No, no, Mitch, he's gone. Plays two games. He's he's gone. He's not playing. Oh, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm with you. I, okay, I, right. I think he requests a trade regardless. Anything more from you before that's about? Um, anyone else you want to eye off on my whiteboard? Uh, no, no, you've got some. You haven't got some great ones on your whiteboard, actually. Hey, should we mention? Should we mention Tyler Brockman? Yeah, requested a trade back. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Hawthorne fans I've spoken to actually not that not that happy. Oh, I think they've he's got a lot of upside yeah, as a yeah. footballer. Chad Wingard is on your whiteboard. Yep. He's just re-signed actually at Hawthorne on one year deal. Amazing. Amazing. Like when's he going to play? Probably play the last six to eight games of next year after his Achilles. Probably because they just couldn't have traded him. No, no one would have picked him up. No one would have picked him up, but it's pretty good will to, to keep him on the footy list when you could have put him through and maybe picked him up again as a mid-season next year. Yep. I'd like to see the contract. Yeah, it wouldn't be much. It it's would not be much. Heavily incentivized. Let's get into this. Okay, I've been waiting to do this one for a while. Thought I'd pull it out of the closet. Gary Ablett Oof. Jr. Now, we, we could start this all the way back, but we don't have two hours to talk about it. So we're just going to start October 26, 2016. Now, I'm bringing myself into this for two reasons. One is that it's actually relevant and I sort of like had a fair bit I had a fair bit of understanding of what was happening because I was working on the story at the time. Yep. And the second reason is probably the prominent reason is I'm desperately insecure and I just need to make things about me. I thought so. Yeah. Thank you. And by the way, you say we've got no, we've got all the time in the world to talk about. Every detail is great. Okay, great. October 26, 2016, front page of the age. Byline, Caroline Wilson, Sam McClure. First ever front page, first ever byline with Caro. What's the wrestle like where with who goes first in the byline? She, she actually let me go first. Right. Yep. It's, I'll, I'll never, ever forget where I was when she told me. She's like, you have this one. There'll be more. And there were more. So the day before, October 25, now you would know this feeling well, Mitch. I'm sitting there. It's five days after the 2016 trade period's finished, mm-hmm. right? Sitting there making calls. Right, not much has happened. You know what after trade period's like. It's the like, week after trade period oh, is- geez, what am I going to write about? Yeah. And as a print journo, you do feel under the pump trying to pump out a story every day. And when there are no press conferences happening and you sort of roll this breaking news- Have you been a TV journo trying to find vision when there's nothing happening? So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so same sort of thing. So then sitting there ringing around, right? Now, I have to be a bit careful here because the bloke that I'm about to talk about doesn't know I'm talking about him. Essentially, one of my good contacts, who was not in footy, but very well connected to footy. You know how we have those? Oh, we have those, yeah. We're talking about, oh, you know, what are the Blues doing? And, oh, yeah, press your move to the Tigers and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, we well, know what else is happening. Oh, well, you know, obviously, uh, Ablett won't be captain next year. I'm sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> this is Gary Ablett, who's just re-signed, by the way. He's got two more years left at a million dollars a season. Captain of the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, no, no, it'll be Lynch and May. Why? Well, he can't really be captain after you try to try to leave. <laughs> I was like, I nearly fell off my chair. I was like, hang on, what? He's like, yeah, you know, you requested a trade, but they just couldn't get it done. And I'm thinking, there's no way, right? There's no way this hasn't gotten out. It's five days after the trade period. So I'm at the age, at, like I'm in the office, because obviously it's all way before COVID, so everyone has to be in the office. They were the days. Oh, weren't they? And uh, Caro 
would sit next to me, but I would always do my phone calls like down the hall, you know, in like a little quiet room. Went and sat next to- whisperer on the phone? Oh yeah. Real whisperer. I uh, sat next to Caro and she sort of looked at me and she said, what do you got? I went, I think I've got this really good story. I think Gary Ablett tried to leave Gold Coast. She's like, when? Well, this trade period, he asked to go back to Geelong. She was like, no way. Oh, well, it's a good story. And I was like, I don't know how to prove it. And she's like, well, just ring Rodney Eid. Ring the coach. Cold. Yeah. Come on, hurry up. Like, she's just, that's that's Caro, right? Just yeah. straight to the source. Mm-hmm. And if that person doesn't answer or doesn't want to talk to her, just keep moving on, right? Like Domino's. Didn't have Rod- Rocket's number. She gives it to me. So I'm, for some reason, I go to the kitchen of the age because oh, I was, so I was down the so nervous, and I didn't even take my notepad, my notepad, right? Because I just I was frazzled. Rings three times and he answers. I was like, oh shit, hello, uh, Rodney Sam McClure from the Age newspaper. How are you going? Oh, okay, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, come on. Um, uh, Rodney, sorry to ring you out of the blue like this. I'm just, I'm chasing a story. I've been told that Gary Ablett tried to leave the club in the recent trade period. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, we, you know, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, we're happy to keep him. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go from there? It's like, Shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry if if this is going a little bit too into, nah, de- into no, detail no. with sources. But, you know, seven years on, I think it's everyone's. Uh, what's? Is it seven years? Is, is it, I think it is seven years where you can reveal stuff and you, you're not liable. What would I be liable about? Oh, revealing who reve- I Divulging stuff. Anyway, I, I, I would never reveal a, uh, a, a source that I spoke to regularly. But this is, I had the story and then I just put it to the club, right? So that's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about it. Anyway, I went and sat down next to Karen and she was like, and? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And she was like, well, what are you? Looking at me for? Get writing. <laughs> so she helped me with the story, and we did a lot of background. We ended up speaking to you know different people on both sides of of, of the fence. But that was October twenty five. We put it on the front page the next day. Liam Pickering goes on radio, his manager with Hutchie, and says something to the tune of, "Well, I'm glad Caro and Sam are awake and working. I was waiting for this phone call. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he couldn't. No one could believe that it didn't get out. Yeah. So the trade period, as I mentioned, was October ten to twenty. We, we since became aware that the cats were told of his request only days before the trade period, but they were, were of the opinion that it was just going to be too hard to get done. He was on a lot of money. Similar to the Dusty one this year. He was coming off injury. Just a reminder, he's captain at the time, two years remaining on his contract. He signed halfway through 2015, so the year before, signed a three-year extension at $3 bucks. Still probably the best player in the competition at this stage. Marcus Ashcroft is the footy boss of the Suns. Scott Clayton is the list manager. Rocket's the coach. Pickering's his manager. Now, remember, in that trade period, the Suns were also losing Prestia to Richmond and O'Meara, who hadn't played for two seasons, to Hawthorne. So they were being gutted. So that made it a lot harder. I reckon if those two are staying, mm, yep. they potentially let Ablett leave. And Lynchon may go on to be captain, both premiership players at other clubs since then. It's amazing how it happens. So it didn't go through, but everyone was an adult about it. Ablett got back to work. It didn't affect him. He only played 14 games, but he averaged 33 disposals and eight clearances. He finished 20 votes ahead of David Swallow and won the club BNF and polled 14 Brownlow votes. 
But we forget how, how good oh, this bloke was. Yeah. We forget just how consistently he tore games apart and he was just far – it's like he's playing a different sport sometimes. So end of the year, he and his wife Jordan again go to the club and say, look, I know I've got a year left on my deal, but I, I think it would be really beneficial for the family if we move back to Victoria and if I do that, I'd only go to Geelong. And so – Stephen Wells again comes out and declares, we're aware that Gary wants to come home, but we've also told Gold Coast that it's it's a very difficult deal and it may not happen. So Gold Coast first ask in, in the trade, Mitch Duncan. <laughs> Geelong are like, ah, no, yeah, no, no, that won't be him. Then they want Nakai Cockatoo, young player coming through, looked like he was going to tear the competition apart. Mm-hmm. No, not him either. So it ended up being like a really – different kind of deal that went through and the swap of picks eventually meant that it was a really cheap deal for Geelong got a free agency compo pick from what was it Stephen Motlop yep pick 19 and they used Motlop that. going to port yep so the Cats got Ablett Gold Coast pick 24 in 2017 and a fourth round pick in 2018 in exchange for Geelong's pick 19 and a second round pick in 18, so a future second. And Stephen Wells went on to the bank. You know, we have given up a fair bit at next year's draft for him. They got him cheap. They did. And you know what? Fair enough as well. He was 33, but it was a really hard trade to calculate. Now, the difficult part was that he still had a million dollars left on his deal, but he'd already been paid $300,000 of that deal. So there were discussions going on between the two clubs of, well, we want that three hundred grand back if – if he's going to go. And eventually they came to a settlement, which obviously was undisclosed and Liam Pickering wouldn't talk about it. But there was there was certainly a lot of discussion. And this is before Mitch. This stuff is before any of like the, the front-ending and back-ending came into trading stuff. And the whole like trading money that you were talking about with Dusty and Bose, that stuff had never really yeah. been talked about before. But the, the Ablett deal was the early stages of this. Okay, well, he's on a lot of money, so that's going to affect the the the, the pick that we give him. Um, so Ablett goes on to finish his career at the place where he started, and Gold Coast basically had to end up regenerating. And then, of course, the wheel just kept turning in, in the opposite direction for the Suns. They lose Prestia and O'Meara and Ablett the next year. They then lose Lynch to Richmond and May to Melbourne, both of whom were captain at the time. So they've lost three blokes in three years that were all captain. Mm. And that's why Mark Evans – and Mark Evans, I think, was just started when Ablett left at the Gold Coast Suns. It basically sent there by Gillian McLaughlin and the AFL to fix the joint. The Suns CEO? Yep. Um, basically said, we we need to stop this from happening. We, we, we can't keep allowing people to walk out of the footy club. Um, and so – that's part of the reason. I know you've talked about this situation before. It's part of the reason that they put their foot down with Jack Martin going to Carlton. It's like, no, we don't need picks. Yeah, This isn't the deal for us. You want to threat, threaten to walk him through to the preseason? Fine. We'll do that. And they did. Now, some will say, don't cut if you know to spite your face. Carlton ended up getting for nothing but paying him big money. But Gold Coast is in there going, we, we, we just can't keep allowing blokes to walk out and accepting rubbish for them. So, yeah, the, the Ablett... Going to Gold Coast was a massive coup, but leaving was equally significant for the club and how it changed the mantra of what they needed to do mm. with blokes coming in. And look, they've lost less players since then. 
Rankin really, really cut them yep. deeply because he basically told them he was staying and then Essendon offered him huge cash. And that turned his eye. I think, oh, I didn't know I could get that much. And then the lure of coming home in 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 quotation marks because he's got family in different parts of Australia, but the, the lure of that meant that they lost him. Um, but yeah, just to finish the nuts and bolts and sort of what it means for going forward, they could be offered picks one, two, three, and four for Ben King in this year's draft, and they just that they wouldn't take him. That they wouldn't take the deal because they're just it's like where are we going to find another twenty four year old key forward like Ben King? We're not like we're already getting the kid in the academy. So why why would we take anything? He's about to resign, by the way. So he'll take, he'll sign for two more years and go through to free agency. But uh, yeah, it's Gary Ablett. Love it. Great insight to the trade and everything that went down. Just to insert myself into the story ever so briefly. Oh, perfect. We never actually spoke about this, that I took your job when you left 3W. Uh, no, we haven't talked about that. That's a good point. So you got traded from AW to SEN? I was poached. For a future third rounder? Pick one. <laughs> and then I slid in and took your role on 3W with Jared and Dwayne. Yes. My first ever story on that show was at the start of 2017. So the end of – so a few months after you and Caro have just reported that he tried to get out. Yep. And sort of nine months before he eventually went to Geelong. My first story on Sports Day at the time was that Gary Ablett and his wife Jordan had put their house on the market oh, at Gold Coast. Real estate watches. Real estate sources and watches, mm. yes. So just a little uh, insight into the time that I took your job. So we've both done the same job on radio. Yeah. I went from seven to nine, and you've gone from nine to seven. Is that right? Sorta, because you went for the footy show. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wonder did, where we'll did both a bit be. of footy central work that you did. Did you? Oh, you know Saturday scoop, sort of in the same sort of area. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't know many, many Don't know many people that do actually. <laughs> oh, the ratings suggest that there are. Really? What's it, what's it rating? Oh, good numbers. Yeah, get on. What's, what's I don't number? know the exact figure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> good market share. <laughs> oh, ratings. Uh just a couple of overs unders before we finish. I have oh. an apology from my side that I named last week. Good feedback too, actually. On I, the, uh, it's funny. I haven't had one person say anything to me about your your. That's funny because it wasn't you that did the team. So yeah, I guess there wouldn't be much feedback for right. you. Uh, Toby Bedford, I left out of the forward pocket. Yeah, hasn't he become an important player? You can see why the Giants moved heaven and earth to get him off that suspension. So was he delisted by Melbourne? No, he wasn't. He was not getting a game behind Spargo, Pickett, Neil Bullen. Chandler was sort of in that mix as well. He'd probably use him this week. He'd be in their best 15 players right now on his current form. <sighs> yep, I agree. Three-year deal. Again, not knowing the exact cash, I don't think it would be, it would be over the AFL average. I tell you who'd look good in a Melbourne jumper right now. Jesse Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, we could do this with so many, so yeah. many players. It's it, it's unfair. But Kicked j- 50 or 60 goals as a 17-year-old for Melbourne's twos when yeah, he was I, not allowed to play a foul. I reckon he kicked 40 goals in year one and 40 goals in year two Yeah, as a as a as essentially a teenager at AFL level playing at full forward. Took Alex Rance to the cleaners one night at the G on a Friday Jeez, night. Jeez, he was a good player. And I, I say was because, like, he's still getting back to that player that he was. But he set the competition a lot for a couple of years. How old is he? I'm just going to Google this right now. Jesse Hogan would be 27. Yeah, 29, uh, 28. 28. 28. And an overs, just a little one to leave as the season ends for the Sydney Swans. 
Haney. Isaac Heaney. Mm. He's on so over. He's on, a, he's on a million bucks. I was going to say over nine hundred thousand. No, no, he's on a million dollars. He's a seven. He's a seven figure player. Yeah, and he's not playing anywhere near that right now. When they when that game on the weekend was crying out for a match winner, he started really well. He actually started the game really well, and he plays in a terribly difficult position. He does, but. He was the worst ranked player on this. The air raid siren again. Yep. Thank you. We're talking about champion data. The worst ranked player on the ground. Was he? Yep. For a player that's a million dollars a season. Yep. And Lloydie had put him in the spotlight on Footy Classified the week yeah. earlier and said that he hasn't played well in finals. And then he came back and said, Yeah, that's right. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I, I heard that and, you know, I'm keen to prove him wrong. Mm. And then, yeah. Like it, watching that game, it felt like everything for the Swans was going through Errol Goulden when it should have been going through Isaac Heaney. Should we talk about when's Errol Goulden's contract up? Uh, he was in my team last week, actually. He he's going to be earning a lot of money very quickly. I think he's out into twenty four. He's he was the best player on the ground. Yeah, in a losing team, he'll win the Sydney BNF by that far. Mm. We actually we 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 uh, we should do that at some stage. The best and fairest, the best value, best and fairest winners on the on the lowest contracts. Let's do it. And then the people that are on the highest contracts that don't finish inside the top ten. Oh, geez, that'll. That'll upset a few, won't it? Where will Dugowie finish in Collingwood's best and fairest? How many games did he miss? Fair few. Good player. Yeah. He's a good player, but how many great years has he had? 2018, probably? He's played 19 of their 24 games so far. Mm. He'll finish top five in their BNF. Top five? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, he probably does. Uh, what's on for the week? Uh, what is on for my week? I'm in Melbourne, not going to the Saturday night game. What? But why wouldn't they send the the Saturday scoop? Man? No, I'm, Melbourne's Melbourne news is required. So. Oh, I see. Um, pretty basic week. How about you? Um, no, just write in the column, and then I'll head to the head to the G on Friday. Oof, punter working? Tw- no, no, just punter. No, twenty six degrees do Friday night. No, Fair W. No, no, that's. I saw you in the press box last Friday. Jackie Felgate and Anthony Hudson, and no, you didn't. No, Were you, you saw me on went? Thursday. Oh. Thursday so, finals. Sam doesn't strike me now, as someone who before... goes in for free food in the media area. No, I don't. No, that's what I said. You don't strike me as someone. Don't be sarcastic. Don't don't be sarcastic. The food in there is just, it's not for me. What do you eat at the footy? I used to eat before I go. Right. So, so that I don't indulge in the pies and the sausage rolls. <laughs> Now, are we, are we recording next Tuesday? Can we Lock just get in? Because Eddie. last week it was, you know, I'm on TV for this new show, and uh, this week it's, you know, like I can't because, you know, Braden Maynard. Can we lock it in? Unless and he's ta- talking and he's talking finals on tonight. Talking finals is on tonight, Wednesday. Is it on before 11 p.m.? It is nine o'clock. Nine. Our big guest on the main channel. He told me not. I can't promote seven too much, but I think this is worthy of a mention. Please, after what we spoke about. If it's, the I just hope that they put you on earlier. Damien Hardwick best. speaks about his meeting. No with Dustin way. Dustin Martin on talking finals tonight. Gee, seven have got the checkbook out for dinner. Well, there's no way he's doing that for free. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just uh, boring for my segment. Dimmer, if you're listening, we love you. I just he sat in that chair actually for Dylan Friend. Just have a feeling that there's a little bit of. Bit of cheddar coming your way. And so there should be, by the way. I think. He does need to grow the club and the brand of the Gold Coast. Oh, so shut up, it. Mitch. Stop promoting seven and the fact that you haven't paid, please. I don't know these things. Yes, you do. I don't. Please. 
You, you in what you, part of my week? You just don't know I, because you don't know because you don't ask. That's why you could find out in a heartbeat. I could find out. I'll find out how much he's been paid, and I'll text you. Bring it to us on the show next week, next Tuesday when I'm back in the studio for Thanks a regular everyone. time. Follow Tradies on See you then. Spotify or iHeart and subscribe on iTunes wherever you get your pods. And don't remember the lunch Friday October 13, Hotel Collingwood, three course lunch and beers and a chat with me and Mitch. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.